0: welcome to another episode of talking shift this podcast is a place for people to acquire knowledge of spirituality or as i like to call it our evolution we talk about everything from spirits psychics the galactic federation the intergalactic federation channeling spirituality like all the things star seeds, earth angels healing but my favorite the ups and downs of being in these damn meat suits some of the shows you're going to be stuck with me diamond as your host and other various healers and wisdom sharers as we connect and we chat about our journeys, our experiences, and many discoveries we've had moving through our human and spiritual lives. We'll share some practices, tools that we've learned to help you shift your reality. We're all in this together, right? I would love for you to join us on our journey as we share and connect with others and create a space of acceptance and empowerment we are brave we are bold we are raw and we are very real we'd love for you to join the conversation feel free to reach out at our email reach out at diamondno.com or connect with us on our socials tiktok is diamond no and facebook and instagram are both diamond no and N-O oh as in nope we would absolutely love to hear from you Welcome to Talking Shift. You're with me, Dime. And today we're with Sarah Rose. How you doing, babes? Good. Good. A lot better today. <laughs> <All right. laughs> January energy. It's up and down. Right. Oh. Yeah. December, the end of December was super heavy for me. The beginning of January. Yes. I'm like, I got this. Right? I'm a fire right now. Yeah. All right. So today yes. we're going to be talking about self-abandonment. Mm-hmm. I love this. <laughs> uh, and I love that it's your favorite topic because it's something that I've gone through my journey, mm-hmm. one hell of a journey, man, and never really stopped to think, holy shit, for 30 years, it was actually self-abandonment. Like I had never thought to kind of look at it from that perspective or that lens. Right. So when you and I were talking about what we we're going to talk about today, I was like,
1: <gasps> Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what she
0: did. That's what she did. I got you. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Love it. And then it's funny because I've been processing a lot. I just did a video. I'm doing hundred days of surrender on YouTube yes. and it's day 13. So I just did a video, which is so cringy vulnerable for me to put this version of myself on display. Okay. Um, but I was referring to like self-love, right. And that journey of falling in love with yourself. Um, you know, like how the fuck did I do that? And I'm kind of really processing that. And then when you were like, Hey, here's what I want to talk about today. And here's some of my thoughts. I was like, well, damn, that's the other thing for like what I'm trying to say. I was like, nice wisdom, nice wisdom. <laughs> so let's hash it out. Lead the way, girl. What, what okay. do we want to dissect with this?
1: Okay. Well, let's talk about what self-abandonment, self-development kind of, um, yeah. what self-abandonment <laughs> is first off. Mm-hmm. Um, And it kind of just hit me one day where I was just like, oh, fuck, because we do divine alignment and we talk about all these things we're going to talk about. But it was like, "What? how do you categorize it, right? So self-abandonment is like not listening to your compass. It is not following how your body feels, how your mind is, how your emotions are, how your overall spiritual makeup is, right? Your energy. And it's like putting it aside, not listening to any of that and putting everybody else first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, seeking that approval, that validation, that unconditional love outside of your own self. Mm-hmm. So every time you do it, you lose pieces of you. So why do we do it? Like, to me, that's kind of like, okay, so how did that start? Because it, it started somewhere. And I'm a firm believer that it started with our core belief system. And you and I talk about it all the time. Absolutely. Right? Like our core belief system. And it's funny because I always thought like, oh, it was like once you get out of the womb. And you're like, no, it's within the womb. And I'm like, oh my God, you're right. It's within the womb. <laughs> but it, it's true because as kids, we're emotion. We feel that emotion. Like our we're wide open. Like we and we perceive, we take everything in because we don't have that communication to that verbalization just yet. So our core belief system starts from conception all the way to age eight and then onwards. But if we think about our core belief system as like the foundation of a house or tree, right? Um, Whatever we experience in that energy that's within there, all that love, um, the acceptance, all of it creates that foundation. So when we don't have it, it Mm -hmm. creates those cracks, right? And
0: Let's talk like, really quick on why I hammer at people. It's like, okay. it's, it, you're in the womb. So I just right. want to touch on that point okay. really quick. Like, um, self-abandonment, first, I'm going to say it's a fucking choice.
1: Oh, right? it is. Yeah, we're going to get into choice. that. We're, we're going to get into
0: that. that. But <laughs> so what happens is when we're in the womb, we're absorbing mama's stuff we're absorbing how she treats her divine feminine, her divine masculine. We're absorbing her perceptions, her limiting beliefs, her vibration, her energy. And then we're birthed into often the example of a woman who has self-abandoned and then comes in that choice factor. But that's why why I talk about conception. The womb space is where you're growing. You're literally growing your skin, your bones, your toes, your eyeballs, Mm -hmm. like you're growing in an energy vortex right? I wish someone would have taught me that before I got pregnant with my kids.
1: Honestly, I I wish that they would teach it in school.
0: I know. I know, right? Like fix your damn self so that you can grow in a healthy boom. That's (laughs) a side note. Yeah. So that's why I talk about conception. All right. Back to you. Okay. All
1: right. So our core belief system, this is how I visualized it was like, if we think of roots of a tree, that's our core belief. That's our foundation. That's what keeps us secure, safe, um, this is how we present ourselves to the world with how we feel within ourselves and our life in general. And then think of like the trunk of the tree would be like your compass and your intuition. And then it's flowing outwards, right? Into the leaves into to whatever. So when our core belief system, we have the law of polarity. So not everything is like butterflies and rainbows and everything, but like if we're constantly in the shitty state, then we're, and we live in that and we see that, then it's like this. And we're kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, so we're unstable, right? So there is always kind of this balance. There is a push and pull and it needs to happen that way. But how is self, how self-abandonment developed? Well, it's the way in which we perceive how our people around us interact with one each other. So like our parents are together or they're not and they're with somebody else, but it's really dependent on how they interact with each other. Are they compassionate are they intimate how do they respond and talk to each other and then how do they talk to you you know are they withdrawn do they not talk about their feelings therefore how do you know how to talk about your feelings how are your feelings ever validated because you don't know how to express them and then when you express them how is that how do they respond to that right Hmm. um and if you're in if you're in this kind of quiet relationship with your parents and the only approval you're seeking or receiving is like if you got really good grades or if you did something else around the house right then you're oftentimes seeing because we're big feelers we're seeing the the mellow like the mellowness of people we don't see the the smile and when we're young we want to be playful we want to have fun we want to see smiles so we're going for the things that they that makes them smile we're doing things for them yeah. We are not doing things for ourselves and what makes us smile. so we don't we don't talk about the things we're interested in. We go for the things that will create that relationship and that yeah. um, connection because we're looking for that connection outside of ourselves as opposed to inside of ourselves.
0: We are desperately seeking validation. We're seeking nurturing, we're seeking being seen, yeah. being heard, being valued, being told, good job, this is what makes you a good right. human. Right, yeah. and we don't like we, we welcome to being human. One hundred and one. Yes. What do we do with this? And so we're receiving feedback, yes. and we're seeking that feedback. It's what I think you're saying. Is like yes. we're looking for reasons to be like, am I going in the right direction, guys? Yeah. Outside of ourselves, they exactly. don't teach us to go
1: inwards. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not our parents' fault because they probably were not taught that way, and their parents before them. So there's that ancestral like line, right, of pattern. But then you go into institutions like education, and it's the same
0: way. Same way. Yeah,
1: go Hit into the bar. religion.
0: It's the same way. Exactly. Yeah. Hit the bar. <laughs> Hit the bar, or else, right? Hit the bar, be like everybody else, yes. and okay, you won't get in trouble. Right. But if you are a superstar, you can be like the right. the pet or the jock or the whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um.
1: And now let's let's even go deeper to that. Right. When we're growing up, what are we? How do we view our lives? Well, we view our lives by our parents and the family around us. So even how our grandmother is, how our aunts and uncles interact with one another, right? But then we're watching TV and we're watching movies and we're learning what it is like to be an adult or what situations are like, right? So then we kind of want to adapt to that or we want to be that person. So then you lose yourself because you're kind of adapting to that.
0: Girl, I never even stopped to think about that. What a fascinating realization. Like not only are we perceiving what we're aiming to be, we'll call it that. So grown up, right? Like we're aiming to be a grown up. We know we're going to be a grown up. And so we're looking at the examples around us. I never once stopped. I didn't watch TV as a kid. So that wasn't a big part of my life. Um, So I'm a bit naive to that. But now that I'm pausing, kind of reflecting back on my teenage years, when TV sort of came into my life and there's these unrealistic family dynamics on TV. Yeah. But yet, in that, what are they actually teaching? They're not teaching. Right. Like, from what I can recall in my teenagers, mom had a role, dad had a role. I don't remember ever seeing um, a queer couple on TV. I don't ever remember seeing divine masculine or divine feminine displayed or a single mom on TV. Like, it was always this like American family. Right.
1: Or, Or if it was a single mom, she was constantly working to feed her family and she wasn't spending time with her kids, Mm -hmm. which is actually kind of realistic because I've been a single mom. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And my mom was a single mom at some point and then she was married and she was still kind of acting like a single mom, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and let's go into that. Let's go into when we grow up. So how do we lose ourselves within that? Like, for examples for me would be like, I I watched my mom. I watched the way that my mom was. And I'm not like, you know, shitting on her in any way. But like, mm-hmm. she was a single mom and she worked overtime all the time. And she was frustrated and she was angry and she was jealous. And she had all of these things because she never dealt with her mm-hmm. own self. She never listened to herself. And I would see the pattern of when a man would come into our life, it was like, oh, like we have to make sure that he is happy, right? Mm -hmm. She she learned that. She learned to make sure the man is happy, right? So then I get married and here's an example, okay? I'm all over the map so you can tell me to like rein it in whenever. But when I got married before that, I loved nightclubs and I loved techno beats and I was like, I didn't want people grinding on me. I just wanted to dance. I wanted to be free. That's where I was free. But my husband at the time loved country music, okay? And he wasn't a huge fan of techno beats or anything like that, you know? So I would play the country music because it would make him smile and it would make him be around me.
0: I wouldn't, Mm -hmm.
1: he wouldn't want to go into a different room. So there's that self-abandonment of what I enjoyed and what lights my fire up to keep him around. So it's that approval piece. It's that validation. We
0: seek it outside of ourselves, then you lose Mm -hmm. yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm having like a bunch of different epiphanies right now (laughs) on like, wait a minute. Cause like my, the examples of abandonment that I had self-abandonment that I had as a teenager was a non-working female who sat on the couch watching soap operas Eating cookies, gaining weight until the point where it was obvious that there was weight gain, and then going on this extreme diet exercise regime to try and lose it, but then Mm -hmm. just going back to it. And the male role model in my life worked out of town. So that person was only home Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And as soon as he got home, it was all about his expectations, his needs, his food, his schedule, his desires, what we're doing for him. And everybody step up because dad's home. Got to get it done. And you got to
1: make him happy.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I enjoy his mine was for different and... reasons because if I didn't make him happy, there was a beat involved, yeah. but totally okay. different reasons. But just watching that example of undiagnosed depression is what I can only assume. Right. And just giving up. And then, oh my God, all of a sudden step in and be the superior woman and then go back into, and she was a superior woman when he was there. Yeah. Um, incredible, actually very passionate, wow! but it's like such a missing piece to right. only passionate when there was a man around. So as you're sharing your, your perception, I'm having my own like, holy crap shoot moments yeah. on that's why my pattern was the way it was right. fascinating. That's not my pattern now, but yeah, no, for sh- Total yeah. self-abandonment girl. Keep going. Um, this is awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like for our family, we, we didn't talk about things, right? So like my my mom's ex-husband he was physically abusive to my brother so like we would go he would be physically abusive and we would go for dinner we couldn't talk about it like we had Mm -hmm. to be like everything was okay so therefore we are not honoring the feelings within ourselves again we're doing it to put on a show to for that approval of our mom right um Yeah, let's let's think about like teenagers. okay? teenagers want they want to go party and some of us don't want to go party like it really depends. Right. So Mm -hmm. a bunch of your friends are going to go to a party. So and you don't really it doesn't feel right for you, but you're like, I'm going to go anyways because then I'm going to miss out. And I really want to have that cliquey thing. So then I'm just going to completely ignore my internal compass that's telling me, like, you should just really stay home and, like, watch a movie by
0: yourself or call mm-hmm. another
1: friend over. No, I'm going to go and I'm going to ignore that. And I'm going to put myself in a situation that I don't actually want to be in.
0: Losing my virginity right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, my compass says no. However, right. seeking that validation and totally abandoning my truth. Yeah. 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 Crazy. I know. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be journaling about this girl. (laughs) Self-abandonment. I'm going to be calling on like all the versions of myself. Yeah. Well, we do it as moms. Mm -hmm. Let's be
1: honest. We sacrifice. We were taught to sacrifice for Mm -hmm. our kids. And Mm -hmm. I think there's a fine line. There is a balance on that one. Yes. Like roof over their head, food and stuff. But like at the end of the week, how do you feel? Mm Mm-hmm have you mm-hmm. had time for yourself or mm-hmm. did you make that excuse to not take that 10 minutes or that hour for yourself
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you just did everything for everybody else
0: mm-hmm. i
1: remember a time where that's all i did and i got so angry and i got so frustrated and i was so just so pent up and my body was sick like i was physically ill mm-hmm. so and that really started happening actually when i moved in with my fiance now and I was able to let go of that. Like I started learning how to find that within myself, um, mm-hmm. and I know that, like through divine alignment, we have moms that talk.
0: Like, oh my gosh, go through so, all of this. Oh yeah. Oh, this is a regular conversation. Yeah, this is a regular conversation about what? are you filling your bucket? Yeah. Like you know, we we hear this. You can't pour from an empty cup. Fill your bucket yeah. first. Your oxygen mask first. Like we hear this, but how do, how do we do it? Yeah. How do we actually? do it right is what's missing in the world. So let's talk about tools, okay? How do we so, how do we actually do it? First off, fucking recognize it and own it. Yeah. <laughs> 100%.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, I I am actually allowing this to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So what can I do in this moment? Just flip that for me. And it's little things. Like, don't go all out and do it because then, you know what? It's not sustainable. Yeah, It's not sustainable. You have to do little things. You know, go out. You're going grocery shopping and you always buy for everybody else. Because I fucking do it. I used to do it where I'd be like, oh, snacks for everybody else. Oh, no, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm not going to get anything for myself. Get yourself a fucking snack. Mm-hmm. It's your snack. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because we've got parent guilt. Yes. Is a thing, right like mom yeah. guilt is a huge thing let's yeah. mom guilt is a massive thing but i don't want to just limit that to mums because it is parent guilt across the board it i do know a lot of incredible single full-time single fathers um i know quite a few yeah. and so parent guilt is a challenge um to navigate through that and i'm a huge fan of awareness brings change so Fucking own it, number one. Oh my God, I'm abandoning myself. That's the right. first thing. Two, it is stepped, stepping stones because that parent guilt is gonna always be there. Heads up, heads up for those of you experiencing it. My children are adults and I still have it. It's a thing, <laughs> welcome to being a parent. It's always gonna be there to some degree. Um, but the other interesting thing, because I remember going through this journey with my daughter when she was a teenager. So I, I joke, but this is no joke. I do things the hard way. So when I discovered that I was, I chose to look at it as not filling up my bucket. I didn't realize or identify it or label it as self-abandonment, but it is pretty much the same thing. And so I, when I discovered it, I fucking flipped that coin all the way. And my daughter, my poor daughter, oh my God, I love this woman. My poor daughter was like, what? is wrong with you? And why can't you be like everybody else's mom? Like, why are you so selfish? And because I like, I flipped right into it. I'm going to truly admit, yes, I was very selfish for a good solid two years. My daughter had to sacrifice a lot of things as I was navigating, leaving abusive, toxic relationships. Like I, I was still broken. I did not have it figured out. I fucked up, but know better, do better. Right. Right. So I went all the way. So I don't suggest jumping full in on like moving
1: forward. No, you know, demanding. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: And mom, you're right. Mom guilt is huge. Like um, Xander, my son is seven and he's autistic. And at first, like I was constantly like playing with him and I needed to socialize with him and like When I had downtime, that's what I did because I felt guilty if I wanted to do anything else. Now he plays and I read a book or I study or, you know what I mean? But that's something that I like to do. Those are things Mm -hmm. that I love to do. I used to make food for everybody else that they really, really enjoyed. And then I didn't really like what I was eating and it didn't feel good in my stomach. So now I make what I like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and everybody else fucking eats it. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm cooking, you're eating. (laughs) Right? But... Mm -hmm. It's it's not that I like cook things and they're like oh my god it's awful I never eat like they'll they'll eat it but it's you it's the intention as well behind it right like it's you have to enjoy it start enjoying the little parts of you that you've neglected and -hmm. it's okay and you're gonna go through that like oh my god I actually did that but if you don't do it now when the kids are no longer there just like when kids go off to college or university you're left there going, what am I going to do with myself?
0: Today? Oh, it adds to the empty nester syndrome hard. Cause that's a hard right? thing too, right? Like I'm an empty nester now yeah. and that, you know, no one talks about how your role as a parent shifts. Um, you know, it, we don't talk about shifting into independent single woman, trying to figure myself out right. to growing a human in your womb. Like, okay, that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard of. I don't understand it. There's people who love being pregnant. I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) Like, holy crap. Like I have to grow this and push it out. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Then the different phases of being a mom to preteen, teen, teen, young adult, empty nester, like there's phases. Um, So this abandonment that we've done one thing, like I'm all about being of service. Yes. I'm a badass. Yes. I'm a hard ass. Yep. I'm tough love kind of girl, but my truth is I always want to be of service. Right. So one thing that I really want to point out and that I'm glad I figured my shit out, even though I went all the way to the other extreme and then had to find my balance again, my daughter watched me learn. That's right. And she is an evolved young woman, let me tell you. She watched it. She knows what not to do. Yeah. For sure. Through my example, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> totally like, I know exactly what not to do. Um, she watched me discover it. But the beautiful thing, I think the the most prized possession or conversation that I have ever been honored with in my life was the day my daughter looked at me as a young woman, an adult in, in her mid twenties and said, I watched you grow up. I watched you figure it out. And you were the biggest inspiration to everything I do, mom. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That was ugly crying that happened that day. Yeah. And I want that for every mother, man. Yeah. I want that for every mother to have that moment. Yeah. So i'm asking every mother who's listening to this do it for that moment if you can't do it for you yet just remember that moment that i'm sharing being on the other end of it i'm on the other end of self-abandonment i'm on the other end of raising children i'm on the other end of all of it and i promise you that moment comes don't lose sight of that moment so if you are not brave enough to do it for you because you're afraid of being selfish fucking do it for that moment. And for the example, your children will have yeah. like a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to tools. I just wanted to okay. add in one thing that I thought was really interesting. Cause you are talking about the grocery list, right? Or like the meal planning. Yes. So, <laughs> so an easy, a really, I've taught this to a lot of women and men, both a really simple tool gang is every Sunday or your shopping day, whatever day your shopping day is, yep. Have each member of your family come to the table with a recipe. Ooh. And that's how you make your grocery list. And they get to pick what night of the week that they're helping you cook. Okay. Their meal and taking ownership and pride in that. You will build confidence. You will build opportunity for conversation. You will teach them that their needs are as important. Like They are okay. not self-abandoned. Then it makes it makes it way better. And if you don't like what they're cooking, cool, you can have a salad. You sure. can always make a side salad or a side yeah. soup, right? Yeah. So that was one of the things that um, it's a great adventure. So I just wanted to throw okay. in that a little extra tool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So what other tools do we've got? We've got the realization. We've got the awareness. We've got making sure that you are selecting things for yourself. Right.
1: That you're so spending let's... time with yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: spend time with yourself. Um, How many people there's... avoid that though? A lot of people do. I did for like Mm -hmm. the longest time. I was in, it was mom guilt, but it was also self-guilt. No
0: Mm -hmm. offense.
1: Or like the freaking house is going to burn down if I wasn't there kind of situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know what to do with myself. Spending time with myself. I didn't know what that meant. I was like, oh, distraction. (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) Right. Like I've been, (laughs) I've been single a lot in my adulthood, a lot. Um, I've also had quite a few very unhealthy relationships, but whatever. And a couple of healthy ones, but anyway. Um, but I have had a lot of single time and a lot of alone time. And when it came to spending time with myself, I would go into distraction mode right away. I'd be like, oh, binge trash TV. Oh, yes. play on my phone. Oh, go out. Go out. Yeah, oh, talk on the phone. Oh, oh, oh. So this is a discovery process in yeah. what fills the four corners. You've got your emotional, mental, physical, spiritual self. What right. fills your four corners? I, did, I think it was yesterday's video, day 12 of the 100 Days of Surrender that I talked about creating a chart and putting your four bodies. No, I think that's the virtual retreat I did the video for. I don't know. Anyway, you've got four bodies. Okay. Create, a, create like a graph. So four squares on a piece of paper and write out... What's something that you can do for you, for all four of those bodies. And you want two categories under each one. So you've got mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. You have a two to five minute thing. Yeah. And you've got an hour thing. I want you to create an unfiltered list, like Hmm. cram that list full and then actively each day. Each day, if you want change, if you want to be the best self, if you want to have the highest vibration, if you want to create the life of your desires and stop sitting on the couch moping about how shitty everything is and having no self-love, then fucking do the work, create your chart. And every single day, pick one thing for each body. If that way, if you have two minutes, it's two fucking minutes that you're doing something. If you have the hour, the luxury of an hour, do the hour thing. But every day, four bodies, four actions
1: and like, like listen that's to my
0: favorite tool like,
1: yeah please listen to yourself if you're angry be angry
0: if you're sad oh, yeah. you'll be sad like it's okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I love it when it, i'm angry right and it doesn't mean
1: that you're like you know you're oh my yo, mom's going at it again you know she's really losing her mind no like you're teaching them to express their emotions it's not mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm.
0: yeah the last relationship i had um Like I have no problem feeling all my emotions. I love my emotions. I never, ever, ever, ever project my emotions. So if I'm angry, I mean, I'll sometimes, very rare, like once a year, I'll get angry to the point where I like, I need to physically exert it. So slamming a door is like, I just want to slam that fucking door so hard that the curtain falls off of it. Like, I'm just like, "Mm." but I don't, I don't, don't I don't waste, (laughs) I don't waste my energy. I use my energy for manifestation, right? I won't waste an ounce of my energy on it. Like, I'm not wasting that shit. I'm using this shit. But, anyways, one of the funny things is I do very much love my emotions. I I think they're fascinating and interesting. And so when I get real, like when I'm a sour cow, when I'm just in a sour cow mood, and I'm like, oh my God, it'll start to happen. And then I'll be like, wow, look at me being like miserable over here, chewing on my own cud. And then I start laughing. But then I move right back into it. And I'm like, what am I going through? And my last relationship that I had, he would always be like, you blow my mind. Like you're fucking hilarious. And I'm like, I find it interesting. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, here's all my sour, take it. I'm like, whoa, look at what I'm moving through right now. Like, what am I actually feeling? And I don't avoid, I don't try to smother. I don't try to speed up the sour and move through it. I don't rush it, force it. I just observe it. And in that observation comes that clarity. And often I'll be like, I'm just going to go for a shower or a bath or cry in the bedroom, whatever I need to do. I don't know. And I'll go <laughs> like remove myself to process it. But in that realizing that that's where I am being a miserable cow or a sour cow, I'll be like, what is this? And I find humor in it. Right. Yeah. But it's, and my last partner had a teenage daughter. So she would always find, she would just sit back and watch me. She's like, like she would start to tiptoe around me if I was angry or frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, don't, no, 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 this this is me. This is nothing mm-hmm. to do with you at all. Don't you dare tiptoe around me. You fucking do whatever the hell you're doing and you own it and you just watch with humor what I'm going through. I'm processing something, like it's, it's awesome. And so in that short little bit of time that I got to learn her, that was one of the things that was like a regular conversation of like, oh, like, do I really go to Walmart? Cause that always pisses me off, right? And I'm like, I am. She's like, can I come along for the show? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She wasn't afraid of my anger anymore. Good. She wasn't uncomfortable in my anger. And so, you know, part of that abandonment piece, I think is really being okay with your emotion and normalize Absolutely. it for your family, your, the people that you're setting an example for and discover it. Like, don't abandon that yeah. at all. Like I'm super passionate about that. Yeah. Because if
1: you're afraid of everybody else's emotions and you're afraid of your own,
0: how mm. are you supposed to? Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny though, when someone gets angry, I don't, I find it fascinating. I'll actually poke the bear a little bit, um, lovely, gently, humorly, like in humor. Um, but when someone's like out of 10 in their rage or their anger or like building into it, I'll be like, Ooh, I'm curious what's going on with you. Okay. Like I find it fascinating. I won't tiptoe, but I watch everyone else tiptoe. Yeah. We get quiet. We I like, used to cry. Oh, wait, really? I?
1: Uh, yeah. If Well, yelling was a trigger for me when I was a kid. So I used to bawl my eyes out, like just like, yeah, but
0: yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. All of that predictive programming we go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay. Any other tools okay. we want to throw on the table? Oh, I don't know. Okay. So we've got, let's talk about boundaries. Boundaries. Yes. Are you using boundaries. Are you? Are you saying no? Are you, are you saying no? And if you're not comfortable saying no, say, no thanks. Yep. A little smiley face. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> no is important. If you're not comfortable saying no, no thank you, the next one is, that's not a priority for me in this moment. Right. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So that's an easy one. So I challenge our, you know, whoever's following along here. Right. Start practicing the word no. How many times can you say no in a day, just to say it? Get really comfortable with no. Yeah. like it's fascinating. It's that's a healthy boundary. Choosing your priorities, setting out your priorities, and being like, "This is my priority right now." Can I circle back and revisit that in an hour with you? That's a good my one kids. Do. My kids. One of the things I taught my children, um, we had this rule in the house, and it was to be respected and honored. It wasn't to be abused. The rule was if I have headphones on or you have headphones on, you're not available. I'm not Mm -hmm. available if my headphones are in. Okay. I am available. If I have one headphone in, absolutely I'm available, interrupt me. But do not interrupt me unless it's an emergency. If I have my headphones on, it means I am invested into something this is my boundary. And the same with them. Now that rule wasn't to be abused where you're just walking around with headphones on to avoid anything. Right. Right. And I was very blessed that both my children really honored that and didn't ever cross that boundary, but that was one of our headphones. I enjoy podcasts. I enjoy meditating. I enjoy my music. I enjoy, like, sometimes I'm on a conference call, like, and I've always had an at-home office. So if I was working or whatever, right. So that's how it originated, but then it turned into a boundary thing for us. Um, yeah. So there's like all these little boundaries that are super important and the biggest boundary I'm going to tell you, if you want to stop abandoning yourself, the number one boundary that you need to set is between your head and your heart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Don't let, don't let
0: your human, your ego self get yeah. carried away with smack talk or doubt or no, yeah. we don't do that today. We're not doing that for another hour. We can revisit right. it an hour or worrying about what would be or the finances or the to-do yeah. list. No, no, no boundary. Putting that aside. We'll revisit it at noon or three or whenever. Yeah.
1: Thank you for yeah. reminding me. We'll do
0: that later. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <Not sure about. laughs> <was sad>. <laughs> Don't tell me I'm fat. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would love to do that in the past. It'd be like, girl, I'd be like, shh, shh, "Nope, uh, <laughs> not right now. Uh, <laughs> we are not having that conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I love all of this. And, you know, I think this is a topic that really needs to be out there more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big changes come. The whole goal with learning to embrace yourself is to fill that fucking bucket, man, right? Like fill your bucket because then you have an overflow. I have this crazy fun analogy in the virtual retreat, the moving from survive to thrive, the Ascension retreat we're doing in January. And you've taken that course, so you know the bucket analogy. And it's like, but it's true. Like you, there's... Three main styles, we'll say, of buckets. So if your life experience was meant to be a bucket filled with gold coins, the first question is, how many coins are in that bucket? Second question, who's putting the coins in that bucket? Third question, how do you replenish it? Right. So the first style is, I give you something. So someone gives me a coin and I go, oh, okay, here, you can have it back now. And we're never, we're never getting past that empty mark. Then there's a, you know, level of, okay, I can, I can mildly sustain myself, but I get depleted when I go out and now my bucket's empty. Then I have to become an introvert. Right. So we go back into being an introvert in order to replenish, never truly fully replenishing. Then there's your half full kind of bucket where it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing, but I'm really selective. I'm discovering boundaries. Mm-hmm. I'm discovering what fills us up. I understand how to get it to here. I still need some stuff from here. Like, what does this look like? Um, And that's your discovery process before you really, really get it. And then obviously, there's the overflowing bucket where I literally would joke, and I'm like, "I'm here. You're welcome. <laughs> like, I don't know what more you want from me because, like, here I am, and I'm overflowing my shit everywhere. <laughs> so you're welcome. I love it. Um, I've arrived at the dinner table. Everybody's okay. We're good. You're welcome yes. for my presence. Okay. <laughs> But no, like truly, it's like, it's so overflowing that I never feel depleted. And if I do, I immediately can recognize, oh, what corner of my body, what one of those four bodies right. is creating this. And I immediately know this is what fills it back up. So that's why that list is so important, right?
1: Yeah. So check in in the mornings, throughout the day and at nighttime, like mm-hmm. how are you feeling?
0: Yep. How am I feeling? What, what can yeah. I do for myself right now? Yeah. 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 Love it. Yeah. all right thank you for all of your words of wisdom i absolutely I love, love it love thank it you. all right gang you can find all of our content our socials our upcoming retreats our programs divine alignment all the stuff and our bios you can find everything on diamondnow.com and we look forward to chatting with you next time bye guys Ready?